powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg. My name, of course, is Brady. Uh, here I have in person with me, uh, Liz, my uh, my my beautiful and perfect co-host. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm good. I can't believe I'm live in person in the Jersey Cave in the basement here. I got the whole the whole shebang, and there are more that you guys can't even see off camera tonight. I'm looking at them all. And- <laughs> Wow. It's it's not even all of them, um, but yeah. So we decided we would do uh, a game in person today. Uh, of course, not the uh, not the result you would have wanted uh, as Jets fans. Also, let us know if our audio sounds weird at all. We're using one mic. Um, hopefully, it sounds good. Uh, but yeah, as I was saying, not the result uh, the Jets were hoping for tonight. And um, honestly, not not how I would have expected the game to have gone. But uh, but hey. Think you know which way it's going to go? Uh, make your bet with Sports Interaction, whether it's uh, World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball. Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Uh, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that has that sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash stpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash stpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Um, we will get good at those eventually, well, very soon. Eventually, eventually, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, as we were saying, not the uh, not the greatest game from the Jets. Um, at one point or another, kind of looked like we might be we might be in for a win. Who knows? At the start of the third, the third, it looked uh, pretty decent after uh, Shifley scored uh, on the power play there. But of course, uh, things didn't go that way. And it, honestly, it just wasn't really didn't really seem like the Jets' night tonight. Yeah, like we were kind of talking a little bit throughout the game, you know, and it's interesting when you're sitting in person together talking. So all the things that we'd normally be airing out at each other when we're talking on these shows, we sort of touched on a little bit already. But we were talking a little bit specifically about how the second period was just so rough on the part of the Jets. And, you know, they started off like especially the first stretch of the first period. They're like maybe five or so minutes in. They were hemming the boys in, man. Like it was really, really strong start. Like Vegas couldn't seem to get any possession. They couldn't seem to get the puck out like those guys were having those long shifts. The Jets were put on a lot of pressure took the foot off the gas a little bit wasn't great second period abysmal trash and then there was a little bit of life back in them in the third period and stretches and just generally speaking just wasn't the greatest 60 minute effort that we've seen from this team so far yeah um one thing i think i i I think off the top uh i want to mention i think that it is worth mentioning that tonight i think that that Hellebuck didn't have his greatest game. Um, but regardless, I think that uh, regardless of goalie, I don't think the Jets were winning that game. Um, I think Kelly kept them in on, on uh, a lot of specific chances. But at the same time, there were more than a few that were, uh, you know, there were a couple goals that you would have hoped that Helly would have had. Um, I'm trying to think which one. The first March so goal you, you would have wanted him to have. I can't remember the... I mean, the second ones. one too. The... the- there was, uh, like, the first goal, yeah, you're right, 100%. And then March's second goal was from a similar angle. And it's, again, the kind of thing where it's, like, it's not the end of the world. Like, it's the kind of thing. It's a nice shot. It's, like, almost like one of those Patrick Lining things where it's, like, every time. It's, like, the puck is coming right on from the guy. And there's not even much of a deflection in net. It's just, it's a nice shot. So, the goalie maybe could have had it sort of thing. But, uh, like you said, it's not like he, every single goal that should have been a goal he saved mm-hmm. tonight. There were a couple that were nice. Could have been goals, and they were goals. Yeah, um, and then of course there were there's a couple couple players we specifically uh, had written down that we needed to touch on. Um, I think just because it was a loss, we do have to touch on Neil Pionk first before we talk about uh, you know Shifley. Shifley had a, had a great game, I, of course. I say I say we're not going to talk about him, and then I start talking about him. But um, but yeah, Pionk 
not his greatest game. Um, the things that I saw from him on my end was, um, you know, he, he just didn't seem to, the Jets in general had, had trouble defending in front. And then, uh, of course, I mean, obviously he's wearing the goat horns when, um, you know, in the last three minutes of a tied game, um, and you, you one let Phil Kessel get in behind you. Um, so regardless of even if he took that penalty or not, um, you know, that was going to be a, a very clear chance for Phil Kessel, but of course he high sticks him and, uh, and then the, the, the golden Knights go to the power play. And obviously we saw how that turned out with Marsh. So, uh, ripping one home. Um, but yeah, but even further to that, like there was parts earlier in the game where um, I think it was on one of the the the, the other power play goal the uh, Golden Knights had scored, um, where he Pionk just lost a, a battle in behind the net. Uh, Kevin Stenland also uh, kind of gave up the puck as well too, and then that's when he went over to who is it the. I can't remember who scored that. I'm I'm losing track of everyone who who scored. There was too many goals tonight. I mean, a six five game. It's there's tough. a lot to keep track of. I know oftentimes when it's like a three two win, you remember the exact sequence of all those goals. Honestly, don't put me on the spot here because I don't remember who half the Jets' goal scores are off the top <laughs> of my head. I'll, I'll it, you know it'll come to me, whatever. But um, no, for sure, I think Neil Pionk, um, like the two kind of areas where you want your defenseman to really be able to be you know secure and confident in their own areas are on the blue line there, holding that properly and then in front of their own net, right? Those are the two areas where um, there's a lot of controlled possession. So it should be, you know, that should be an area where you have that strength and whatnot. So, you know, your team has possession or the other team does. And I thought in both those areas, he struggled tonight, particularly, um, like you said, with the Phil Castle one, like when they're, they're caught on their heels a little bit on the blue line. Um, and, you know, when your team has possession, you kind of are on your heels. You're not expecting to have to jump back and defend off the rush. But the Vegas Golden Knights were much better off the rush tonight um, with, you know, getting behind the Jets defenders, even on the non goals on what could have been goals. There were a lot of times where they got behind the defenseman and that's not what you want to see. Yeah, that was one of, one of the, the notes I had for like early on in the game is that the jets were just giving up the middle far too often um there was one specific play i remember it was um it was chandler stevenson uh got the puck on kind of some kind of weird broken play and he had like all the time in the world to skate the puck into the slot and take like a perfectly clear wrist shot you know it, it's not that that awful of a chance to have given up in the grand scheme of things because you know, it's it's a pretty clean uh, shot, meaning that, you know, Hellebuck has good vision on that. But you never want to be giving up clean shots from from anyone in the slot ever. Um, <laughs> uh, and then even, sorry, further to the point of the, the defense, um, the, the Nate Schmidt goal. Like we oh, I, I, I completely forgot about the 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 complete Nate Schmidt pizza that <laughs> that he gave up. Um, on was i don't know which one that was so that the third goal i think maybe second yeah. goal like who knows fourth? i i think it was the fourth it i was, don't know i don't i, I don't know anything <laughs> i think it was the third anyways okay. regardless who, who cares a goal a goal one of, one, one of the six yeah um where schmidt just gives the puck up and and again like that's one where looking at it uh that should not happen whatsoever like schmidt should be easily able to get that puck out and not give it up to uh, i think it was stevenson who stole yes, it stole yeah. it off him and then um and then mark stone got one you know just got got a rebound in front yeah um regardless of that that was a game i felt the jets didn't really deserve even even though they had gotten um you know as close as they did in the end um 
that they were only held in it by you know their top line playing really well which i think we'll get into yeah um and and also um you know point shots from the deed getting tipped like that that's that's all the jets could create tonight when it came to um other than the top line which again we'll get into um the two goals were the first two goals were off of tips and and rebounds like there yeah, was first three first three yeah so there was the the first Shifley one, which was a, a really nice I tip. I could simply pull up the box score so we could remember. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to do that to save us the trouble. Of there is like, two of us I here. I think, I think, yeah. No, yeah. The first goal was the Shifley tip. Yeah, that was the one that we're like, we think it's him. We think it's him. Why yeah. not? And the second one was that Morgan Barron goal, which Jensen Harkins, Jensen yeah. Harkins, that was, we were looking at that before the goal scored. Um, You know, we're looking, we're like, holy smokes. Uh, Jensen Harkins, like, out battling in the corner there. And that was one thing that I thought in particular the Jets were much better at than the Vegas Golden Knights tonight was behind your own net. They were much better, not necessarily the board puck battles, but just when the Jets were cycling down low and then a Vegas Golden Knight would come and peel off to try and, you know, tussle with them and pull that puck away, they couldn't. Like, the Jets were much stronger on the puck in those situations, which I thought was really good. And in that case, it worked out really well. Jensen Harkins was on the goalies right there down in the corner, and he pulled up and he made a really nice pass there. Morgan Baron uh, put the goal um, puck in the goal, you know, <laughs> Sam Gagne net front again, Mark Shifley, gorgeous power play. Uh, and then the last one uh, was, you know, the Mark yeah, Shifley that- goal. So those were the five there. Um, but before we fully move on from Neil Pionk, I think Noah made a really good point in the chat here about the Ottawa scouts that people keep talking about. They've been at like pretty much every single home game this year. Um, and Noah's like, listen, I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to shipping them out. Uh, he says in the chat and at this point, neither am I like jets are, they, they're, Ottawa needs defense and the Jets have a decent amount of them and shipping someone out to me is never out of the question, especially when you're, you know, plentiful in that area. And when teams are desperate for defensemen, which they always are, you never know what could come back in, in that package. So at this point of the season, like my frustrations with Neil Pionk are just, you know, they're only increasing, it feels like sometimes. So uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. So I think that's a really interesting point, knowing the kinds of scouts that were in the building tonight. For sure. Yeah. Um, you touched on Jansen Harkins. I thought that he had a really good game. I thought the third line played pretty well, actually, just all in general. Again, Morgan Barron with that goal there uh, stayed with it really well. And that all kind of started from uh, a Jansen Harkins kind of working really hard in the corners. Um, you know, at, at this point, one of the things that we both kind of commented on is that um, the second line just did not seem to be rolling tonight. Um, and again, you know, it's easy to pin the blame on, on Mikey Asimov just cause he's the guy who's kind of the odd man out on that line. Although I don't know, don't really think that he necessarily had a bad game. Um, I just think that that line all in all was not rolling at five V five. Uh, and even in the last like 10 minutes, I think it, lo- uh, maybe this was just, you know, bonus throwing the blender. That was the blender was out. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, PLD dropped down to the third line and Lowry went up. Um, but I, I think that, you know, if we ever get to the end of the Asimon experiment uh, on the second line, I think the guy who's next up in that spot is Jansen Harkins, considering he's kind of shown a bit more of an offensive flair than um, than than Asimon has. Um, although Asimon definitely, you know, shows that he can hang with those guys. Yeah, um, I think that Harkins would be a welcome addition having a guy who can um, who can um, really you know, battle in, in the corners, get the puck available for those two other guys on yeah, the line. Totally. And then, uh, and also himself, like, you know, he started the, the season really well with the moose. And as soon as he popped, hopped onto the jets, he scored immediately in his first few games. So, you know, I think that he has a, a bit more confidence this year and, 
um, a bit more of an offensive charm to him that could provide that line maybe a third guy if uh, you know if if that isn't dealt with through trade or anything like that. Um, we won't get into trade talk anymore because you know it's 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 kind of something we fall back on whenever we're looking for something to talk about. Let's bring in a top six winger. Okay, relax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, wouldn't Jesse Pugliarvi be great? Hey, let's um, talk about Brock Besser. Just kidding. No, yeah. I, I fully agree with that, and I think that you make a good point with someone who's able to get pucks loose for guys who can score. Uh, and like you said, it's not that Jensen Harkins can't score or anything like that, but I think that that's definitely a strength of his. And we know the kinds of shooters that Pierre-Luc Dubois and Cal Connor are, and they're guys that genuinely do excel when they get pucks just thrown out to them. And we know the kinds of passes that Jensen Harkins has been making for his guys. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a difference in the finishing ability with a guy like Adam Lowry and a guy like Cal Connor. There just is. And yeah. I don't dislike Adam Lowry, but it is the kind of thing that might be worth an experiment up there because I do think that we've seen the absolute max capacity of what we're going to see from Mikey Esamont with that line. If he were to Michael S. Michael S. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, Sorry. (laughs) But like if you were to stick with them for the rest of the year, I'm sure that, you know, there would be some more improvements with chemistry and that kind of stuff. But I don't think it's going to get so much better that they need to keep running with it. For sure. Um, And yeah, I I completely agree. Um, While we try to obviously, you know, surgically fix every every line that has a little bit of a, uh, you know, not everything's going perfectly. Um, while I won't say that this line was perfect tonight or anything like that, uh, our top line actually actually was doing something. And mostly, most more specifically, uh, Mark Shifley. Mark Shifley had a great game. Obviously, he ends off the game with a... Um, with, a very defeated hat trick. With a very defeated hat trick. Yeah, that one, I'm sure he was taking a victory lap after that one. Um, <laughs> and so it was, um, it was really interesting to see, you know, he... That first goal was him just battling in front of the net, getting good mm-hmm. pos- body position and making sure he got the tip on it. Uh, the second goal was the, um, I believe the the one timer on the power yeah. play where he ripped it at the start of the, oh, oh yeah, at the start of the third period, and then uh, obviously the the final goal, uh, garbage time. Who cares? Doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that he he specifically had a fantastic game. Um, while I think that uh, you know. Obviously, there's much to be desired on the defensive end uh, in all of the Jets game tonight. Um, the one thing I will give them is that uh, that top line was was very good at keeping offensive pressure and keeping possession in, in the offensive zone. Um, there were more than a few times uh, throughout the entire game that um, that there were you know minutes almost where they were just cycling around the zone. They got a good couple uh, chances. Perfetti looked really good again tonight. He had a lot of opportunities with shots. You know, I'm glad to see he's shooting more, but at the same time, it is, uh, you know, he obviously clearly is still kind of figuring it out. Um, as as Darren in the chat says, Wheeler was kind of mad tonight. I agree. Um, do you think that that was a penalty? No, no. Oh my God. Okay. So he's talking <laughs> specifically about the puck over glass. And okay, I made a TikTok the other day. Do you guys know that tr- that sound that's trending on TikTok? It's a Bo Burnham thing. It's like, I put the packet on the glass. No. It's like, what glass? And no one understands. It. And that's like me trying to explain physics to hockey players because they don't understand it. The puck goes up like at an angle and then it goes straight up when it hits the boards. It hit the boards. I, I, also was skeptical. I don't know. We I, I would have to see it again. Unfortunately, my my TV doesn't have capabilities to pause and rewind because I'm stupid and it I don't have so, that. But it was so funny. We were watching it and it was so because they play the replay and we're like, I wonder if it was. And they replay it. We're both like, oh no, 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 okay, it wasn't. And Kevin Sawyer was like, oh, very obviously here you can tell it was straight out. And I was like, what? Yeah. Anyways. Um <laughs> uh no. other than that though, um, you know, the, the power play tonight seemed like they kind of, um, 
they kind of defaulted back to their old kind of um, structure where, you know, Kyle Connors on that flank waiting for the one-timer, Shifley on the far side in the old line in position waiting for his one-timer. Of course, it worked out tonight for him. Um, and then Wheeler on the, um, the on the goal the line. line. Um, and this is just, I, I only bring this up just to comment on, uh, on Wheeler's game today. Um, there were a couple times on the power play there where he got the puck on the line where I would have liked to have Just seen him. It, bro. Yeah, seen him kind of drive yeah. the net as he's coming out. Um, obviously, you know, passing it out and giving it to Kyle Connor is always, uh, always not a bad idea, but, um, you know, it is sometimes you just need the chaos of getting the puck on net and having yeah. everyone collapse again if pld gets that in front that guy's an animal uh <laughs> on the doorstep so Real. i don't i don't i don't think that that's a bad game plan to try and uh actually create um some more dynamic and different uh chances because uh everyone kind of knows that blake wheeler's looking for a pass there yeah. whereas if you jam it you know aiden hill wasn't that strong tonight maybe you can kind of push it in past him uh or at very least get it create some chaos and then get uh the pucks to someone open on the doorstep yeah, for sure. I think that um, in the particular case, I think you're kind of referencing more that last power play that yeah. they had, um, where I believe it was Jansen Harkins got that stick in the face and, and the guy was like, what? Me? And I was like, <laughs> mm, yeah, you. But yeah, like you said, they kind of went back to their old formation. And we were both worried as soon as we saw them set up in that way, because we know that formation. Everyone knows that formation. Um, and we're like, that formation is typically very stagnant with these players in this situation. And we didn't think it was in that part. It was good. But like you said, they needed that more chaos of those pucks in front, because what happened? They had some solid pressure. That first unit was really good and they couldn't score. And then what happens? Wheeler gets the call. Like Justin said, <laughs> Kevin Sawyer, the Jets homer, agreed with that call. I guess he did in that case. And anyways, besides the point, like, the call is the call. You got to play out and you got to kill off that penalty, but they didn't. And, you know, so that's the, the shot was nice and it was a puck on the net kind of thing, but you need to be able to score there and Vegas needed to yeah. score there. And they did. And that was, that was their time to win. The game was on that power play at the end there. Cause they really needed to. And they did. And it's, it's hard. It's, it's defeating to watch that. Cause it's like, you could talk about what you like from the power play and all those kinds of things, but it didn't score. And then the game, and then it's back to five on five. And what can you do? Yeah. And then like, I think, I think another important thing to look at in this game was um, the kind of the game management from the Jets and as well as there were a lot of opportunities where the Jets clawed themselves back in it and then kind of got uh, a bit of a sorry, I'm just reading a, a message from chat here. <laughs> Update from bonus says that Dubois is very sick and that's why he was moved down to the third line. Also says that there are a couple of guys on IV. Ooh, that is kind of scary uh i don't know what to say about yeah, that well billy's <laughs> sick too billy has the flu guys so. <laughs> of course you know that <laughs> no so maybe yeah it's flu season but that's too bad because i mean that's the kind of thing we forget about too like i remember we used to see it's like there was a game that the jets played like six years ago and it was like all of a sudden carrie price wasn't playing and we're like oh my gosh what and they're like oh he has a cold and everyone was like what? But it's like, you think about it, sometimes you get like the flu or you get a cold. I wouldn't be able to go play an NHL hockey game feeling no, that way. Like, not. oh my goodness. So I, I just think that's, 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 but they have guys on IV. What? I, I don't know. That is, uh, yeah. As Justin, uh, Justice TV says, why were they even playing if they're that sick? I don't know. Yeah. Um, sorry to go, to go back to what I was saying before. Um, there were a lot of opportunities here where, um, you know, I, as we're watching, we're always trying to get an idea as to what's kind of the story of the game. What's, what's happening. What can we kind of digest and, and put as, uh, you know, kind of a headline as to what happened. 
And there were a lot of times where the Jets had opportunities to kind of seal the deal. Um, you know, once they got that 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 lead in the third period, um, there were a lot of risky things that happened. Um, you know, there were things like, you know, Helly always coming out of his net to play the puck, which we'll always harp on. We'll say this classic Steve Dangle, if you're a goalie, tend to goal. Um, but, but even past that, like, there were just the fact that, you know, the the fact that Pionk is out there in a in a late game situation, the fact that he takes a penalty, like there were there were two penalties in the last like what 10 minutes, I want to say. Yeah. And both times I looked over at, at at Liss and said, you know, this is the you know the TSN turning point, this is the game changer. If they yeah. just get a nice, you know, stoppage here, if they can keep the the jet or the the Golden Knights at bay, then this is, you know, that will will motivate the team and, and continue on they'll be able to hopefully lock this up and that both times did not happen tonight which i think is one of the things that you know if i'm bonus i'm i'm keying in on the fact that you know there were a lot of chances uh in front the jets were not great at um at, you know locking down the front of the net um they gave up a lot of turnovers again like i said the the nate schmidt goal um the the one on the power play where kevin stenland and and pionk gave up the puck uh and then even just things like you know pionk not having the ability to look back and see that phil kessel is kind of sneaking in even you're really set set on that phil kessel one eh? you're you're still talking well it's 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 three minutes left in the game what do you what do you why am why wouldn't i be set on that it's a tied game and you take a penalty with three minutes left like it, it, I just don't really get it. Um, and then uh, one of the things I also was pointing out uh, earlier in the game, like the the first goal, I think it was the first goal, the, um, uh, what's what was his name? The the young guy. I think I wrote it down here. Oh, the guy who Mir- was on their second, Yeah, the, was on their second pairing. The guy who's, mm, the I won't gu- talk about him, actually. The guy, who, the guy who scored their first goal. That first goal happens because um, whoever the D-man was there was pinching in. And then the only person back is uh, is Josh Morrissey. Like the Josh Morrissey had a really nice back check, and it was all for nothing. Nothing ha- like because that puck ended up going to him, and he ended up scoring anyways. Um, oh, we're good. Sorry, what? <laughs> sorry, my computer made a noise and it scared me. Um, but yeah, so I, I like there's just a lot of. Uh, instances where the aggression of the defense found the jets to be in a in poor position um as well as they just weren't locked down in front especially in a game as tight as this when you finally get your lead in in a game uh, against you know a team that you're fighting for the top of the west with like this was an important game for the jets they were they wanted to come into this and and win obviously because they what they lost their last game well that's this- what i was gonna say too yeah is that this is the second time only that the jets have lost in back-to-back games this year and um david in the chat makes a good point that like if you know teams feeling sick and all these kinds of things like they need to snap this before they start getting on a losing skid or they just start you know all these things keep happening and piling up and piling on and these are important games to win and not to keep you know harping on Neil Pionk, but I also don't understand why that guy is killing penalties too. Like, I just think it's such a strange knowing the makeup of the current Jets defense. He and Nate Schmidt have no business killing penalties. You have Dylan Sandberg, you have Brendan Dillon, you have Josh Morris, you have Dylan DeMello. Who else do you need? Why yeah. am I counting four like this? But I, <laughs> I, it's the same thing with the the forwards they have on the power play. They're running like I think four different pairings of guys on the penalty kill. It's like why are Blake yeah. Wheeler and Kyle Connor 
killing penalties in the same period where they've just had two power plays. Like, I don't understand that usage of ice time whatsoever. Um, but also, apparently, um, just shout out in the chat, Ovi got his 800th goal tonight. Well done. Some applause. well done. Well done, well done, well <laughs> done. Well done. I know he also had 799 tonight, so good for him. Good for him. Uh, you know, he's he scores goals every now and then. He's good. Um, Away he, he might might be. Um, yeah, I I don't even know. Like, I, it's this was a very frustrating game to watch because it was very tough to really hunker down on what were you know issues. Who did we want to give kind of praise to? I thought also uh, someone who deserved a little praise was Dylan Sandberg. Yeah. Uh, I you know one of the things that because uh, obviously we got to argue constantly about uh, you know that sixth defenseman spot. Obviously, um, right now we're not arguing about it because uh, unfortunately. Like genuinely, unfortunately, uh, Logan Stanley is out with injury. Um, of course, hope for him to get better sooner than later. Um, but uh, one of the things that that I find is very different between the two. I was talking with Garrett Hole a couple of episodes ago. Um, I can't remember after which game it was it against the St. Louis. Louis game. Um, and we were kind of talking about the those the two of those guys in comparison to each other. And um, in the actual like output, the results you know, the shot locations, uh, both Dylan Sandberg and Logan Stanley in the offensive zone take take a decent amount of shots from mm -hmm. this, a similar area, which yeah. is on that left the wall. Left point, yeah. But I think what is important, and this is where, you know, having to marry both um, analytics and, and what you actually see while watching the game is those types of shots are created very differently. One of the things that Logan Stanley does is he gets the puck there on, on the blue line and he just fires. He doesn't really look, doesn't look for tips, doesn't this and that. He's just, I have a lot of power. I'm going to try and, you know, brute force this, which, you know, back in the day with Dustin Bufflin, that works. Unfortunately, it. Logan Stanley is not Dustin Bufflin. He doesn't have the offensive flair, unfortunately, that Buff did. Um, what is he, Chara? But is he Chara? He might be. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that I think that we really need to commend Dylan Sandberg on is that um, when he's taking those shots from the point, those they're not just these, um, you know, no, there's no no intelligence. I'm not saying that that Stanley's isn't isn't intelligent shots, but there's a much more um, sophisticated way that he's creating those chances. Well, I think if you want to look at it just solely from the shot perspective, you watch guy A versus guy B shoot. One is stationary or like gliding or whatever. And the other is double pumping half the time when he's shooting and to giving that extra double pump. And you know what I mean by the terminology is that extra step. It gives you the option to still get rid of the puck and pass it to someone better if you want to. So yeah. I think that there's that, like what you mean by that extra level of sophistication, because I think there's that extra step being taken to make sure it is the right shot to take in that situation. Not that it always is, but at least the consideration is there and the ability to get rid of it if wanted to is there. Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, again, even the goal tonight. I think what well, I think I think it was the Baron goal. I want to say the one where he kind of stayed with it. Um, yeah, yeah the, that was one where Harkins worked really hard in the mm -hmm. corner, yeah, got yeah. got the puck up to Sandberg. Sandberg kind of walks in, bakes it, and then moves. Uh, you know, steps over to the side, creates a little bit of movement, and that's what's really needed to constantly be able to kind of reevaluate the shot, see if you have the lane, see if you have the, you know, the um, the traffic in front to cause, you know, the chaos in front of whichever goalie you're against. Um, and I think that that's why one thing that we need to highlight with Sandberg is that those shots that he's creating, again, are not just standstill. It's he's taking a look, seeing if he has a lane. If he doesn't have a lane, he's going to try and pump fake, try and create some space, which then again, of course, creates movement 
uh, all around the ice, uh, no matter what. It, it, not just firing the puck on net will always create more movement. Um, whether it's the goalie not you know necessarily being in the right position, if it's defenders maybe having to uh, react differently, you know maybe they're going to try and uh, rush you a little bit more. Maybe they're going to try and battle in front a little harder. You never know. And I think that that's one thing that does need some praise, uh, especially in the game here today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like, I think that specifically on him and on the point shots, like I know Brady and I are both bad for really harping on having less of those point shots, just because generally speaking, they don't create as much and as strong of a chance as they would if they were to pass it a little bit lower and have a shot from closer and whether it be from the slot, the hash marks somewhere a little bit tighter. Uh, but tonight, we ate our words a little bit. Like, I still believe that, generally speaking, and so would everyone. Everyone would agree with me that a closer to the net shot is better than a further away from the net shot. Um, but tonight, their traffic in front of the net was better. Vegas wasn't doing as good of a job of, you know, clearing those guys out in front of the net to, to stop that goal from going in kind of thing. But it was better tonight. And I think that the more qualitative and, like, the smarter you can make your point shots, the more likely they are to result in goals like they did tonight. Absolutely. And yeah, like, and when you have three goals that are all tip goals or off of, you know, those shots, uh, it is worth mentioning that, you know, any any shot can create uh, goals. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but obviously you want to be always making the best bets that you can. Absolutely. Um, do you have any other points that you want to add to this? Uh, I think or- generally speaking, that was kind of the, the most of mine. And yeah, I think we touched on, you know, we liked the first and third line tonight, generally speaking, we thought second and fourth were kind of meh. We talked about the defense when we liked and didn't like, you know, Hellbuck having a regular game. Like, you know, he wasn't atrocious by any means. But again, mm-hmm. if he's not bailing out every single time, it changes the scope of the game big time because goals that you weren't, you know, you aren't used to having go in are going in. Um, but generally speaking, it was the kind of game that you really would have liked to have seen the Jets win. Uh, I'm going to use a term here. <laughs> It would have been an identity win, right? Because it's against <laughs> the team that's next to you in the in the Western Conference standings, right? You want to be able to show that you can beat those teams, and we aren't playing against the Vegas Golden Knights at all for the rest of the season, right? And knowing that you're coming off of a loss already, you're rested from a day or two of rest, kind of thing. I it, it would have been nice to see them win, um, but yeah, but that, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say for sure. And, uh, and yeah, as you mentioned, this is the last meeting, uh, of the regular season that the jets have with the golden Knights. So, God um, forbid in the playoffs again, so no, I'm not going through that again. All, all I can say is hopefully they remember this feeling. They remember what it feels like to lose three times to, uh, to the golden Knights. And if they do end up meeting them in the playoffs at some point, uh, hopefully they bring their best game and, uh, they know a little bit more about how to play against them. Um, but I also don't want to face Bruce Cassidy, any Bruce Cassidy team, uh, in playoffs. So true. Um, but we're going to end it off here, but before you leave, uh, we're, we're going to sign off. We have a little, a little fun thing we're doing right after the show. We're just going to end it off here. Um, but thank you all for listening on the audio portion. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, find us on Twitter, uh, at NHL Chunky, at Liz Hood, 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 Sorry. Hood on a jacket. Sorry. I always, I always mix them up. Um, and uh, and check out our own podcast. We uh, we have a podcast together called At Can't Teach Size on uh, on Twitter. Uh, it's called Can't Teach Size on on you know wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but thank you all for tuning in. Game over. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.